For the end of the world. Mwahaha. This is your community spirit. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. You know what? Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up. And be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit, coming at you live, local, and in your face, <laughs> right here at uh, WDBX 91.1 FM, community radio for Southern Illinois. All right, uh, my name is Tree Song. As you may have noticed, if you're a regular listener, uh, or the Energy Mon is not here today, he is off teaching renewable energy, solar energy, to people who are eager to learn. So I'll be holding on the fort while he's away. I don't suppose this is a fort so much as a radio station. Uh, and we've got plenty of uh, news and happenings and other goodies for you uh, that we have to share this morning. 
Uh, that was Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. I thought I'd play that because the full moon's coming up on Sunday. So uh, pretty soon people may be dancing in the moonlight uh, to that full moon. Good times. All right, let's have another little musical interlude here, and then we'll get to some news. Our first news story today, stopped coal. They were stopped coal in their tracks. <laughs> uh, Kentucky cancels coal plant, and the new power movement electrifies a grassroots alliance. Thanks to a powerful and growing new power grassroots movement, broad alliance of Kentucky activists sent an electrifying message across the nation this week. A just transition to a clean energy future, even in the heartland of coal country Kentucky, is indeed possible. Recognizing the spiraling costs of coal-fired plant construction and more practical energy efficiency and renewable energy options, the East Kentucky Power Cooperative has agreed to halt its once fervent plans to construct two coal-burning power plants in Clark County. Uh, now, this isn't something they just decided on their own. Uh, they didn't just come to this conclusion <laughs> through their own means. Uh, the, the Sierra Club, the Kentucky Environment Foundation, and Kentuckians for the Commonwealth, along with individual co-op member uh, Wendell Berry, uh, Father John Rausch, and Dr. John A. Patterson, uh, all work together on this uh, announcement. And it's an extraordinary shift in the national debate over coal-fired energy. Now, part of why I find this interesting is, I mean, number one, uh, you know, with with the global warming issue going on, a lot of people are looking at all of these proposed coal-fired power plants and saying, are these going to go through? What's going to happen? You know, where is this going to lead? Uh, but I like the fact that this is not only a uh, inter interruption of, of that cycle, but also promoting something new. You know, if we're, if we're not going to have these coal-fired power plants, what are we going to do? Are we going to drastically decrease our energy use? Going to have renewables replace what we're not building? Uh, going to do a mix of the two? So these citizens got together, Sierra Club, Kentucky Environment Foundation, and members of this uh, power co-op, and came to a new conclusion. So it's interesting and exciting times in the realm of renewable energy.
our next bit of news for the day. A change of art. Now, I'm not just dropping my H's. That's a change of art, not a change of heart. But possibly both. World's biggest art installation will call for climate action. Let's imagine an alien or two monitoring a roster of planets from some distant galaxy. Uh, uh, hang on, that third rock out. If the instruments are working, their atmosphere is on the fritz. CO2 is climbing two parts per million a year. What do you think is going on? Uh, well, two possibilities. Either they've gotten careless with their fossil fuels, or they're going in for mosquito ranching in a very big way. <laughs> so if anyone is actually watching us from afar like that, what they're seeing isn't pretty. Scientists have tried to warn us that the Earth is warming, but so far, uh, that message has gone mostly unheeded. Servers seem to be expecting another fruitless negotiating session when nations converge on Cancun in early December for one more climate conference. Now, so, for the next week, uh, a project called 350 Earth, uh, they're going to be trying to back up far enough to make a point. At more than a dozen locations around the globe, they've found great artists who have sketched simple designs, and volunteers will execute these designs with thousands of bodies, uh, like people lining up in snowfields in Iceland, on the Egyptian sands, and on the dry creek beds of Santa Fe. So, uh, in case any of those aliens are actually watching, or in case just the satellites are watching for a good photo op, they're going to be making all these interesting shapes with hundreds of people getting together to do so. Like uh, one in our newsletter from the story, we've got one where people have made the shape of a giant sun uh, with the number 350. So it's pretty exciting, people making art to raise awareness about 350. And we've talked about that number before on the show. Um, 350.org talks about that. It's the uh, threshold of 350 parts per million that is believed to be what we need to reach to return the carbon-2 in the atmosphere so that we don't have catastrophic climate change. Alright, we've got another story here. Uh, I take my ice cream social. Americans need to stop multitasking while eating alone, argues French sociologist Claude Fischler. Now, I, this story caught my eye because, you know, it's not, uh, it's not really about our physical environment so much as our social environment. But this is a habit I know I'm guilty of, so I wanted to mention this one. Put down that sandwich, or if you're not eating right now, tell the truth. How many crumbs are lodged in your keyboard from previous meals wolfed down in front of your monitor? Well, that's okay. You're not e alone in eating alone, at least in America. That's what most of us do, in front of our computers and televisions or in our cars. 
But as the preeminent French food sociologist Claude Fischler explained in the fifth lecture of the University of Washington's Food and Environment series, uh, now you can find out more about that series through our newsletter, we've got a link to that, uh, we represent one extreme end of the social eating spectrum, and the French represent another. And in getting there, we've also strayed quite far from the ways humans have consumed food for thousands of years. Now, on the one hand, I do appreciate uh, the sort of, I guess, the, the freedom, the opportunity, if I need to, to be able to eat alone, eat something fast on the go. Our ancestors may not have had it quite that easy unless they were back uh, out in the woods and picked a piece of fruit to eat. But I do agree with the point they're making there that, you know, we're missing out on something by not having community dinners anymore. Uh, whenever there is the opportunity for that and I'm available, I do seek that out. All right, so that's our news for today, and before we get into the holidays, I'd like to jump ahead to uh, discussing one of the happenings, because we have a special guest in the studio. Uh, who are you? Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Sarah. Hi, Tree Song. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? It's fine. So what are you going to talk I about I came today? down here to the <laughs> radio station today, <laughs> actually came down here to the radio station today to make sure that people know that there's a really amazing movie screening this Sunday at the Big Muddy Indie Media Center at 214 North Washington Street. Tree Song, you know about the Big Muddy Indie Media Center. Yeah, I know about it. We actually uh, mentioned uh, the, the film showings here pretty much every week when they're going on. That's excellent. So I wanted to make sure people knew about this one because it was um, actually hard to get. I had to get it from Canada, and it's about the uh, one of the biggest oil patches in the world. In fact, that tar sands, the tar sands in Alberta, are the second biggest oil patch after Saudi Arabia, Arabia in the world, and they are the place where we get most of our oil in the United States. Yeah, I've heard about these tar sands. We've mentioned them once or twice here on the radio, and I'm just. It'll be interesting for me to hear more. They, they don't sound like a pretty process. They are so big. You were talking about 350org doing a project where people could see the, what's, what people are doing on, from space, I guess from a satellite. They are, the Tar Sands project is this, is probably going to become the biggest engineering project on the, on the surface of the planet Earth and you can see it from space. Hmm. And so the documentary, can I talk about it? Oh yeah, go ahead. The documentary is called H2 Oil. It's set in Alberta along the uh, shores of Lake Athabasca and the Athabascan, Athabasca River. And it features um, 
it talks about the tar sands and it shows what the mining looks like and it's intense and it's a really really amazing beautiful place yeah i've seen photos but i haven't seen videos so video will be uh pretty exciting <laughs> and it features two different communities um and especially the chippewan indigenous community at the shores of lake athabasca which has been having really really high cancer rates and they've attributed this to the mining tail tailings and so it features them and their uh fight for environmental justice and it features um other people who are who are fighting the tar sands extraction and um it's just really really an amazing story and I think there's one last thing I want to say is like for people who are interested in water issues, this is a really, really crucial uh, issue that's tied into water issues because it takes four ba barrels of water, of pristine glacier water, mm -hmm. in order to produce one barrel of oil from tar sands. Yeah, you know all that fancy bottled water that people are buying for 2 or $3 a bottle? Uh, they're just pouring that right into the tar sands to <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> Oh so, my yeah, God. So, it's true. It's really true. That's yeah. right. It's just like, just imagine that. That's such a good picture. Yeah. Imagine, you know, an army of, you know, thousands of, uh, uh, health enthusiasts just taking their bottled water and pouring it in the sand just to get the oil out. That's right. And you can just drive home. So yeah. the movie is going to screen twice on Sunday just to make sure that people can make it Sunday at, uh, 4 p.m. and then again at 6.30 p.m. Okay. Yes. At Oh, yes, at Big Muddy IMC, uh, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. Hope you can make it. Yes, should be a good time. And thank you for coming to let us know about that. Uh, I had the little blurb, but I got the full story from you, so it's good to hear the full thing. Thanks a lot, Tree Song. All right, so that was the latest uh, film showing over at the Big Muddy IMC. H2 Oil. Yes, H2 Oil. <laughs> I like how it emphasizes both the water waste and the oil waste in that title. So let's get to another little musical interlude and get to the rest of our happenings for the week. All right, let's mention some holidays. Uh, now, I, I forgot about this. Uh, today is Have a Bad Day Day. Now, I, I've been having a pretty good day. I, aside from the fact I'm a little sleepy, stayed up with some friends last night because a friend was going out of town. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty chipper, pretty happy. Not having a bad day. I may have to save my bad day for uh, a different holiday. So it's also the anniversary of the Gettysburg Address. Birthday of President James Garfield. Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday is Family Volunteer Day, uh, Name Your PC Day, Transgender Day of Remembrance, and uh, let's see, UN Universal Children's Day. 
Coming up on Sunday, as I mentioned, it's the full moon. Uh, it's known by some as the beaver moon. It's the UN World Day of Remembrance for Road Traffic Victims. And it's also UN World Television Day. So uh, if you do have one of those new cars that has the DVD player in it, you want to try to not crash your car because of it. Sunday is World Hello Day. Uh, Monday is the start of Sagittarius for all the astrology buffs out there. Uh, let's see. It's also, unfortunately, the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Oh, let's see. Oh, Bo Boris Karloff was born on Tuesday, 23rd of November. Wednesday is uh, Celebrate Your Unique Talent Day. So if you haven't figured out what your unique talent is, uh, Wednesday is a time to explore that opportunity. If you have, it's a time to go show everybody. And Thursday, um, I don't know, any, anything coming up Thursday of next week? Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's the Macy's Parade. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, there's a big parade going on. I wonder why. Yeah, no, th as you may know, Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's also celebrated by some as turkey-free Thanksgiving, if they're not a big fan of eating the turkeys. It's also the UN International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Now, uh... I don't believe I've plugged this on the radio yet. Uh, I've been reading this book called Half the Sky that talks about uh, the oppression and liberation of women, uh, especially in the developing world. Uh, it's, it's really compelling because it has these personal stories about women who have suffered terrible uh, abuse and then oftentimes have gone on to create organizations to uh, correct those abuses in their own country. So it's, it's, it gets you angry and depressed at certain parts, but then you read these stories of someone, you know, starting a hospital or starting a community group, and you get excited and say, I want to support this. I want to help this group out. So you can uh, read the book, Half the Sky, or you can also look online for Half the Sky Movement. They've got a website, halftheskymovement.org. And you don't have to wait till Thursday if you don't want to. I mean, every day we could work to eliminate violence against women. <laughs> So yeah, those are our holidays. Now let's get into some happenings. We already mentioned, once again, the uh, film showing H2Oil going on uh, tonight. Or, excuse me, uh, got a misprint here in the, the newsletter. It's going on Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. and at 6.30 p.m., a bonus showing. The Big Money IMC, 214 North Washington. Let's see, we've also got Rice and Spice. The International Slow Food Dinner. Now, remember that article we mentioned earlier in the show about how uh, we in the U.S. tend to e eat on the go or eat at our computer, eat alone. Uh, this is a nice opportunity to, to break that trend. I was just at the uh, Veggie Thanksgiving Dinner at Gaia House Interfaith Center, uh, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. And it was, it, it was a big dinner. You had, you know, 100 people. I don't know how many people. And all getting together to eat uh, delicious vegetarian food. And it's such a different experience than just going to a fast food joint and getting a box and eating it while you drive away. That's sort of a harrowing experience. Like, well, I got my food. I got to go. This is more of a relaxed social community environment. And I mention it because the same is true of rice and spice. That's the entire goal of slow food dinners is to, uh, to change the culture we have around food and have the opportunity for replacing fast food with slow food. 
If you get there at 6 o'clock, it starts at 6, uh, Guy House Interfaith Center. You get to relax, uh, help, help cook the food a little bit if you like, uh, bring something along, get to uh, help do the dishes afterwards if you have the time, and you get to have conversations about things going on. And this week, there's plenty of opportunity for conversations, because they're celebrating Eid al-Adha uh, with Moroccan food, music, and a short cultural presentation. Once again, the fun starts at 6 p.m., 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. All right, we do have time for a little bit more here. Uh, some happenings. The farmer's market. Yes, it's still going on. It's getting chilly out there, but they go till the end of November. Uh, 8 a.m. to noon over at the Westtown Mall parking lot. Got all the, the last, the last of the season is going to be out there. We've only got, I think, one more week after this. But going, going through the winter, uh, uh, hopefully keeping warm, we have the Vigil for Peace that happens every Saturday at noon at the Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. They are uh, bearing witness to the cost of war and holding out hope for the future of peace. I do want to mention a uh, little advance mention for this one, uh, the Farmer Network event, uh, Keeping Sustainable Small-Scale Growers Connected in Southern Illinois. It's coming up on Friday, December 3rd, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Field of Dreams Banquet Facility. Uh, Foodworks is announcing the launch of their Southern Illinois Farmers Network, and they're going to announce it with great food, very special guest speakers, live music. Uh, the event it itself is free and open to anyone interested in small-scale farming, also anyone who supports small-scale farming. Uh, they're going to have a potluck at 6 p.m. Uh, they're going to have some beverages there and two main dishes, uh, local bison and vegetarian chili. Uh, but they ask you to bring a family-sized dish to pass. You know, this is going to be a potluck with a lot of people, so you don't want to just show up and eat other people's food if you you can bring your own to share. So for more info on that, uh, you can go to their website, eatsouthernillinois.org. It's got a nice little blurb about it. Uh, you can also email Jerry Bradley at jerry at eatsouthernillinois.org. Now, I'm always excited about their work because uh, I'm a big supporter of local foods, and they're out there making it happen. We do have one last event we're going to mention. Uh, in advance of its occurrence, so you actually have time to plan ahead. It's the Alternative Gift Fair, coming up uh, on Sunday, December 5th, from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Uh, this is the sixth annual Alternative Gift Fair. It's an opportunity to give a gift to your loved one that also supports a good cause. Like they have, they have some, you know, they may have certificates, they may have arts and crafts, they've got all these different items that Something nice you can give to your loved one, but you also will both know in your hearts that it's helping this good cause, too. They've got a lot of different causes represented there. Uh, so once again, that's uh, Sunday, December 5th, 2 to 5 p.m., Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. And it looks like that's all the time we have for your community spirit. Time flies when you're having fun and have a special guest talking about events. Uh, if you'd like to get on our newsletter, which I've mentioned prolifically... <laughs> because I'm excited that it exists. Uh, you can email me. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. 
can also email uh, or his email address is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Hope you've had a fun, exciting, uh, and informative Your Community Spirit. I know I've learned things along the way. Hopefully you have too. And uh, we will see you here next week on the radio.